Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. All right, we move on to the second hour of the show and we're discussing deceased estates today. Mpo Neferu is uh, founder of Nefuri Attorneys and uh, she is going to help us unpack all things deceased estate. It can be very, very complicated. It can be very strenuous. And uh, the least that we want to do is to give you stress at this time. So we've asked Mpo to come and help us unpack a deceased estate and how to help us navigate what can be a very stressful time. Paul, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Welcome again. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for being with me. So deceased estates can be very complicated when you try and resolve someone's estate who's just left us. What are the fundamentals that need to be in place so that your family doesn't stay with headaches left behind? Yes, um... That, that's very much true. Um, unfortunately, in most instances, mm. um, we are very scared of um, doing things, especially if it has to deal with somebody's death. Mm-hmm. So most of um, our clients, they will be scared to go and do the right thing. Mm. And at the end of the day, it ends up complicating everything in terms of winding up their estate. And, and um, when you say the right thing... What does that mean? Um, in terms of law, mm-hmm. um, each person um, should have a legal document that is going to regulate his assets or her assets when the person has demised. Okay. You know, we have legal instruments which controls the transfer of assets of the deceased, which are subject to distribution among beneficiaries. So, this, in essence, it will regulate the death and the taxation of um, meaning the deaths, the taxes, and admin costs when the person has passed on. So it becomes very crucial mm-hmm. that each and every person um, who deem it mm. must have um, the legal um, um, sentiment that protects his estate should he not be there to take care of it. Okay, and that would probably be a will. We spoke about that ourselves last week. Something like that? Is that is that what you're referring to? Is that, or is there more? Um, a will is something else. And when we speak of the estate, and um, more specifically when we have to touch on the um, Section 37C, mm-hmm. it is important that um, we understand the difference between a will mm-hmm. and also um, winding up the, the, the estate mm-hmm. with a Section 37, mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a different it's a different ball altogether. Mm-hmm. Because the Section 37, it kind of overrides some of the. Um, um, sections that might be on the way. Mm-hmm. I know in terms of culturally, um, as, a, as, a, as a vendor person, would always say like you cannot override mm. that which has been said by the deceased. Mm. However, when you speak of law, it becomes a different form. Yeah. And, and if you're not um, well covered, then it becomes a problem to the people that you've left behind. So let's talk about other things that, that may come into play. So claimants to the deceased estate and, and who those people are, or it could be a person, it could be entities, it could be anybody or any, any entity. Who qualifies to claim um, from the estate? In, in, in terms of, in terms of uh, um, uh, Section 37, see, uh, members will be children, which will be minor children, okay? 
Mm-hmm. And when you go um, uh, um, to, when you are completing the form, you need to have an abridged birth certificate, mm-hmm. affidavit from guardians confirming the circumstances of the minor child. We'll have um, major children, an abridged birth certificate is also needed, and affidavit. Posthumous children. Um, certificate is also needed. What, what is po- sorry? <laughs> you said you would have minors, you would have adult, and then you said post. Um, you know, sometimes you'll have children that are born um, outside marriage. Okay. Okay. Those, those children that they must also be, be covered because okay. they remain the children of the disease. What was the right term that you 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 used, Paul? Posthumous. Okay. Yes. And then, and in the other category. Uh, we'll have adopted children. Okay. Obviously, there we'll also have the affidavits of the guardians confirming the, the living circumstances. And um, we'll also have, um, uh, I've mentioned, ch- children born out of wedlock and um, partners. And partners, that's where it becomes kind of um, sketchy because um, how we define partners is <laughs> it's, it's time. So, before we get to the partners, um, Paul, let's let's just deal with the children bit, because you are saying the children would then have to come with their bridged uh, uh, an abridged certificate, um, and they would have to come up with affidavits, right? If yes. these minors are not known to the executor, for argument's sake, of the estate, mm-hmm. right? And they some subsequently arrive and say, well, you know, guess what? I'm actually this person's child and I've known this person knew, but now he's gone. So I'm letting you guys know. And nowhere in the birth certificate is he stated as in the deceased. What then happens there? Um, well, it, it, it so much happens that um, especially on, on children born out of wedlock, yes. you know, um, as opposed to posthumous children, mm-hmm. these will be children that are born after the death mm-hmm. you know, of, of the child's mother or the father, vis a vis. Sometimes a person, maybe the parent will die yes. while the other parent yes. is pregnant and yeah. all that. Yeah. So that can be a different story. Mm-hmm. But in terms of children born out of wedlock, it so much happens that you find that um, maybe there was no proper documentation mm-hmm. in terms of uh, birth certificate mm-hmm. and all that that mentioned that the deceased was the father to mm-hmm. to the child. Mm-hmm. So it is therefore important that if the mother or whoever that is bringing the child on board to say this child belongs to this guy who passed on, mm-hmm. um, it is upon the parents, you know, to prove. We have a, a, a board of trustees that has the duty to investigate because it also happens more often that the parent will... will maybe disown or for whatever reasons the child is not part of this parent who passed on mm. yet the child is there mm. it's, it's, it's upon the duty of the trustee to make sure that they investigate and make sure that each and every child is brought on board to make sure that the distribution when it's done every child is um is included if there if there is a dispute for argument's sake mm-hmm. in terms of paternity that's where they now the, the surviving children and the, the, the family, they can do paternity tests to prove the DNA. For a person who is not biologically linked to this person, you, you, you mentioned the word um, adopted, right? Yes. But, but so happens to not also be within this nucleus family. So they may not be aware of this person, but was... And maybe adopted is a, is a different word, but somebody who who had the deceased as a guardian, perhaps, unbeknownst to others, yes. 
So this person was paying whatever they were paying uh, their their daily needs or whatever the case may be. There was a, a, a contribution that was standard by the deceased. Does that person kind of have some rights here? Of course, of course. Any member that can be able to prove that the deceased was maintaining or contributing towards his or her day-to-day livelihood, mm-hmm. okay, those people will be covered. It mustn't be a once-off where yes. you find that maybe the deceased put 50000 in my account and um, two months later he passed on. Then I come and say, ha-ha, he was... Um, giving me 50K or whatever. It mustn't be like that. It should be a constant uh, payment that has been happening to say um, a deceased has been paying me 2,000 rents every month. This was from my day to day. And that will also now uh, take us to the issue of life partners and um, um, extramarital affairs and all that. If you can be able to prove that the deceased has been maintaining my my lifestyle. The deceased has been maintaining me as a person, and this is the proof. Therefore, you you have to to, to have a claim. Hmm. Okay, we're going to take some voice notes and also take some calls when we come back on 011-714-2006. Mpo Nefuri is the founder of Nefuri Attorneys. We're discussing deceased estate, and if you have any questions, this is probably the best time to call. Life, life happens with Pimelo Motine. Good afternoon, Pam. Uh, what happens to the uh, business of the deceased person if the person have left no will and the person have got employees working for the, the, the deceased ones? Can you uh, elaborate on that? Thank you, Anonymous. Pimelo, um, my story is that I am the biological father of the deceased. So what happened was he passed on, I think about more than 10 years ago, I think around about 2007. So he had a girlfriend and I'm his firstborn. But now, um, yeah, by the time he he passed on, I didn't uh, think of um, like uh, claiming um, or like inheriting the the, the, the the house of my father. So, um, and then like later on, as years went by, um, the light started to switch on that, hey, um, there's a house that's available and people are staying in it. And my mother kept, like my mother and aunts and his family as well kept on asking, hey, what's happening with that house? And then um, when I went to follow up, I eventually realized that the house was actually sold to someone. Um, I don't know why I didn't get um, proof as to how the house was sold. So in a case like that, um, what then happens? Because I think it might have been that the house was not paid up. And um, yeah, so probably like insurance stuff or whatever the situation was. Thank you, uh, Tim Bingosi from Cape Town. All right. Mpo Nefuri is a founder of Nefuri Attorneys, helping us with deceased estate issues. Mpo, this gentleman who's talking to us now, what happens? And, and, and he's also alluding to other things. Maybe this, 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 this house was not fully paid for and so on. But in the event that it possibly was, right, and mm-hmm. he missed the boat, does he have recourse? 
Yes, um, he might have a recourse depending on how the estate was um, 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 dealt with. Because uh, you must remember that once a person passed on, there, there must be an administration of late estate whereby all assets are put together. Everything is put together. And if there was a nomination form, for, for example, there will be beneficiaries and uh, people that have been nominated. So in this case, if nothing has happened or he, there was never any consultation with them when this, the estate was being, um, they were winding up the estate, it is important that perhaps they, they should go to the master's office and check if there was any late estate account that was opened on behalf of his late father. In that way, he'll be able to know what has been disposed, what is it that has been declared in terms of the assets that his late father had and how was it disposed to different people. Mm-hmm. So in that way, he'll be able to have an idea of where to start and how, because right now he, does, he only is only speaking of the house, mm-hmm. that he's not sure if it was paid off or um, the, the girlfriend that was uh, available at that point in time, what happened to, to, to the estate. So what is important is to understand how was the estate dealt with. Mm-hmm. So if you can go to the nearest master's office and check what has transpired with this father's estate, then he'll be able to get the, all the inventory that shows that this is this was the estate of your father and these were the people that claimed and these are the people that have been paid and this is how it was distributed. And then subsequent to that, after finding out what happened, then what, what does he do then? Well, I think it's also important, and um, it will also depend if the person that was appointed dis- um, disclosed the fact that there was another child, which is him, or there were other children. Because it's very important that when the, the estate, before they wind up the estate, every child of the deceased needs to be part of the process. And if there was no consultation in terms of that, it will depend also if they did it without any malice, you know, intended, or it was um, an honest um, transaction, then they'll be able to be advised by the master's office as to what are the the, the steps they can take towards that issue. Okay. The other um, voice note that came through is a question around what happens to the deceased business and there was no will. Um, If if there was no will in terms of business, it, it, it depends how many directors they had in the business. Mm. And if, there, if ever there is anyone who will be taking up the business. But otherwise, um, it, can, it can also be part of the, 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 the winding up of the estate since now the director or the founder of the business is not there mm. anymore and there's no one that has been nominated to take over the business. So if ever there would be someone who would be taking over the, the business and run it, and as per the agreement, or maybe there was a memorandum of understanding with the, with the employees and there was a co-directors or shareholders and all, all, all of that, then they can decide to say, since now the owner is no longer with us, this is how the business will be run. If it was a family business, obviously the, 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 the executor of the estate will be able to to direct and, and give a, a direction as to how the business will be run. When you dissolve an estate of somebody like this who had a business with employee and so on, with employees, and maybe he was the sole director and owner of the business, is it usually a business that 
that would have to be sold or would you have to retrench everybody and just dissolve the entire business along with 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 resolving the estate yeah like like i said um once the the, the, the executor has been appointed mm. they're able to deal with the logistics of the business sometimes the business might still run mm-hmm. sometimes the, the business might be dissolved and once it comes to that point, it means it means the business must be able to service all the credit, all the creditors that has been there. They must be serviced by the business, and all the taxes debts that has been in the business they must be serviced. That's why there has to be advertisement in the government gazette to inform all people that might be owed by this business to say, hey, this business were about to liquidate it or about to dissolve it. Please come forth if they owe you. Come forth and explain to us or inform us that this business owed us this much. Then they will be able to wind up the whole um, uh, or dissolve the whole um, business. Pastor Duma, I'm going to come to you now after the headlines. In the event that the estate just does not have enough, is not liquid enough for all its creditors, what what then happens? Um, If there's not enough money, um, then it's a problem because what will you get if there's nothing? It's like when you go to a river to get water, mm. already you've told yourself that you're going to get water from the river and there's no water, mm. then it means you've got nothing. Mm. All so right. there's nothing to, 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 to collect. Yeah. Pastor Duma, your question. Good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon, Pamela. Afternoon. Uh, the situation is I was fostered. I'm a foster child. Mm-hmm. Having been fostered, um, uh, they, there was an elder brother, mm-hmm. but... You see, when there's an elder brother, he discovered in the world that I'm part of the world. Mm-hmm. Being, I'm not a biological son at all. Mm-hmm. I was raised by the old man mm-hmm. that adopted me as his son and he put me in his world. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, there were complications because my life was threatened and ABCD. However, the elder brother is late. Okay. Now he's no longer there. Sure. The sisters are alive. Yes. However, I'm the only male that is available. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure what I should do, knowing that I was included in the world, mm-hmm. but the sisters are there, and the sisters seem not to be like interested in uh, uh, going forth with everything. That They seem to be relying on me mm-hmm. to go forth because I seem to be the son. However, I was fostered. I'm not a biological son. Sure. So what does one do in that instance? Because they still seem to want things wound up, but they want me in the forefront. All right. Pastor Duma, I'm going to ask that we pause and I'll be back with you as well. Uh, let's just go quickly to Utsila Saku for the latest in headlines at 2.30. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.6 FM in Bloemfontein. All right. Um, I am still in conversation with Mpo Nefuri, who is the founder of Nefuri Attorneys. We're discussing deceased estate. Pastor Duma, thanks for your patience. Mpo, would you like to go ahead and respond to Pastor Duma? Yes. Um, look, it doesn't necessarily have to be blood that connects you to the person who's taking care of you. Um, hence, I've mentioned the issue of adopt, adopted children. Hmm. So if you've been fostered, it means you were part of the family. The way that you were their responsibility. And in that, it does not exclude you. And especially now that you've mentioned that you, um, uh, um, the listener was also on, uh, included in the wheel, um, that means that he is part of the whole system. The fact 
that is not bloodly related to um, the deceased and the siblings, it does not mean he has less rights in terms of benefits that the parents would have left. So he has every right. Okay. Does that satisfy you, Pastor Duma? One little question within that. Mm. If, if my heart says, pull out, what is the legal way? Because for the, a, a case where you get victimized, there's, there's uncles of, the, the, of the, the rightful family and the biological family, what is the legal way of recusing yourself, if that's the word, taking myself out of the whole world? What is the best way that, that can be done? I'll listen on the radio. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, I think I get I get the angle where um, the pastor is um, mm. floating into. Look, there's nothing that um, forces anyone to inherit. Um, as much <laughs> as, like I said, if there's an estate, wow. the, I, mean, I like that. You know, you don't have to take it <laughs> if you don't want it. Yeah. I, I I really understand. I really understand where it's coming from. We've had a lot of issues you know, related to that because of blood, because we're the cousin, we are the cousin of the cousin of the cousin. So it becomes a problem. It becomes a vicious circle, you know, amongst the families. So if he feels that he don't want to be part of the distribution, he can inform the executor of the estate to say, Look, you know what? My portion share it amongst the rest and I don't want anything. The executor will know how to handle it. But all the portion that was supposed to go to Pastor M, M will be distributed amongst this and this and this, or it can be distributed according to his wish. If he feels that he's got um, uh, 50,000 rands that is due to him, he can decide, you know what, I don't want this money. Rather give it to orphanage or whatever. Mm-hmm. He can decide to take it or not to take it. There's no one that can force him to say, because they will say, take it, you have to take it. Hmm. All right. Let me go to some voice notes, um, Paul. Very good afternoon. Uh, let me weigh in on the issue of maintenance and people claiming the maintenance after the death of anyone. But I think the maintenance itself in general, uh, the court should ensure that prior to that happening, there is a state uh, 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 person who do the paternity test so that the uh, right person are the one that supposed to be paying the maintenance because we know how crooked uh, this world is and we know that many kids are not of the families that that are said to belong to the fact that a man has uh, taken a responsibility uh, to to support a child from from the onset it doesn't make it automatic for him to bear the liability hence the state before it can say you have to pay this maintenance they must prove beyond the reasonable doubt uh, that indeed the right person is the one that is being made to pay the maintenance we have many fathers who are working free not pay, uh, paying maintenance or taking responsibilities to their children because their mothers have misled you know uh, the other pastors for financial resources and i think that need to come to a stop where men are being used as milk cows it's martin in kruger national park thanks i like that um i i I don't think um it's fair that uh, martin will 
um, suggest that men are being used as milk cows. Mm. Um, if as an adult you engage, you know, two consenting adults engage and the child is born, um, there's no dispute that, you know, the child has been born by two adults. Now, what is important is why will you now want to get proof beyond reasonable doubt when the other parent is dead? And yet this parent has been maintaining this child all along. It is very important that as fathers or as mothers, they must be able to do the paternity while they're still alive. There's nothing that stops any parent from doing it, especially the father, because mm-hmm. the mother is automatic. Um, there's nothing that will stop a father from doing paternity tests so that he is sure that the child that he's maintaining is his biological child. Because now, if one would suggest that when the other parent or the father passed on, now they must be busy doing paternity tests, whereas perhaps there was a court order or a maintenance court order. It's, it's just not fair. It's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous to do that. Rather do paternity tests while you're still alive, then you know that this is your child. Yeah. Or if it's not your child, you can continue uh, maintaining the child, knowing that, okay, this is not my biological child, however, I'm still maintaining mm-hmm. the child. Mm-hmm. We do have men like that. Yes. So I think uh, parents must be, must, be, um, uh, uh, must be responsible enough to yeah. do paternity tests and be able to know what they're doing. Paul, there's a, um, a message here and the person is asking to be anonymous. Okay, the person mm-hmm. says, regarding this topic of deceased estate, if the deceased had a will and left everything to the spouse, but had someone that they were taking care of on a monthly basis, what can that person claim, if anything? Can they ask for part of the house, cars, etc.? Um, like I said when I started the conversation, you know, there's section 36, um, I mean 37C, Mm. it kind of overrides some of the laws that we have. Um, For an, I'll give an example just to save time. If um, a man is having an extramarital affair, yes, and in that he's been maintaining the living standards of this extra relationship, yes, and he is married. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now the man passed on. Mm-hmm. This woman, who's been as much as it could be a civil union, mm-hmm. this woman, if she can prove that Mr. A has been in my life, mm-hmm. Mr. A has changed my life from this point to this point. Mm-hmm. If Mr. A didn't die, I wouldn't have been succumbing to poverty that I'm going to be exposed to. Mm-hmm. So that simple means. Mr. A has been the key of this person's survival mm-hmm. in terms of day-to-day and, and, and livelihood. Mm-hmm. So this other woman, she has a right. She has a, a right to claim for maintenance. Is it, say, is it to, to the value of what she was earning or can she claim further than that? Well, um, I think that, that one, it will be determined by the calculation. There will be an actual calculation to check and the board of trustees, be, they have their own standards of doing their calculations to say, okay, since we have 10 rents, we have the wife, we have three kids, we have you, we have this and this and that. They have a formula that they use to distribute accordingly. It's not automatic that, let's just say, perhaps this man had bought a car and a house and um, was giving this person X amount. It's not specifically only the things that she had received from him. It could be the entire estate. Of course. Wow.
Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, so, so the moral of the story is? <laughs> do things right. <laughs> do things Open right. your cars. Tell everybody do, what do you Do things doing. right. Don't commit us that which you cannot deliver. Yeah. And um, seek legal advice, mm-hmm. you know. Um, go to, we have institutions that can provide pro bono uh, 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 cases, they can, I mean, advices. We've got institutions that can be able to advise in terms of how, how, to, how to do your will, how to do your nominations, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Because now when you're dead, you are dead. You cannot stand up and say, but this one is not and my girlfriend. don't leave don't a mess behind. Deal Thank with your you. stuff while you're alive. Do your things right. <laughs> don't leave a mess behind. And this also applies to women. Yes. Uh, because when you listen to it, it sounds as if it's mostly protecting women against men. It also happens against women. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. I mean, we're going to have to leave it there because we've run out of time. Poor Nefuru is the founder of Nefuru Attorneys. And uh, we unfortunately have to just leave it here. We'll be back with more after this. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide, leading the conversation. Hi, Pimelo. I just want to ask your, your guest whether... One can appoint a lawyer as an executor instead of appointing a family member. Can I appoint a lawyer as an executor instead of appointing a family member? Good afternoon, Pamelo. Uh, Look, I have a case here. This deceased had a business and uh, had a kids, children out of wedlock. But now it seems the wife wants to exclude the kids from the business and the will has not been read already to them. So I want to know if the kids form the part of that business that the deceased uh, left behind. The deceased was the only sole owner of the business. Okay, so obviously there's lots of demand for Mpo to respond to some of these questions. We've asked her to come back. Mpo, I hope it doesn't inconvenience you at all. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So, so let's start with the this last voice note where the person is saying the deceased had a business but also had children out of wedlock. Um, it sounds like there's a will but it hasn't been read. Your suggestion to that person? Yeah, well, then the family must wait for the will to be read. Mm, okay. And the will, the will might be the direction to mm-hmm. to the distribution of um, the estate. Mm-hmm. And then the other one who's asking whether the executor has to always be a family member or can it be an independent lawyer? No, an executor can be anyone. It can. But um, the, the, the person trusts that this person will be able to um, uh, dealt with, uh, deal with my estate in accordance with my wish. So, but basically, it can be an attorney, it can be an advocate, it can be a, any person that you deem the person fit that this person can be able to administer my estate. If there was no living will and that was not stated, how does how how is how does that process happen? Who decides who the executor becomes? If there was no living will, it means the person died interstate. Mm-hmm. So there's no will and there's no appointment of executor. Okay. And so then what happens to the to the actual estate then? It means it will be distributed interstate. By interstate succession. By the, it means, uh, yes, it's an inter, interstate succession. There are processes that has to be followed. Who must get this? Who must get what? 
you know, uh, the winding up. Uh, in most cases, if you can get an attorney that will be able to call upon everybody and um, um, advertise the estate, then distribute accordingly. Okay. Anonymous is calling from Pulukwane. Good afternoon, Anonymous. Uh, good afternoon. Hi, go ahead. Um, um, I just want to find out. Um, I'm 28 years old. Mm-hmm. I was raised by my father. He's not my biological father. He mm. passed away six months ago. Mm. And um, he raised me since I was around 17, 18. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, at some time in my life, my, my, my father got divorced with my mother. Um, now, I, but he continued to, to look after me even after they got divorced. Mm. Now that he passed away, I want to find out what are my rights towards his estate. More especially that there's a specific car that my father has always given it to me to use. And he passed it, passed away without transferring ownership to me. I have been using this car for like seven, six or seven years. So what are my rights towards his estate and more particularly towards this car? Mpo? Mm. Okay, um, maybe what, what one we wish to find out is whether there was a will um, in yep. place. Okay, there was, there was no will at all. There was no will. So it's interstate. Mm. Yes. Okay, is there anyone that is doing the administration of, uh, of late estate? Um, yes, the, the, the biological son, the elder son of the deceased, wants to, will be the executor of the estate. However, the, the, the family has also decided to appoint an independent lawyer to assist the executor in, in, in dealing with the estate. So are you saying now they're excluding you from the whole process? Yes, yes, definitely excluding me. What am I right? Hmm. Um, I think in, the, in that case, um, is, is your mother still alive? Anonymous? Is your mother still alive? Yes, my mother still alive. Oh, but was she divorced? Or yeah, they were divorced. They were yes, divorced? Mm. They were divorced around three, three, four years ago, but my father continued to look after me, took me to, to university and everything up to the end when he passed away last year. Okay. okay. Um, because one of the requirements, okay, um, you need to be a dependent for you to be mm-hmm. able to... You need to be a dependent... All right. Okay. You yes. To, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, you need to be considered a dependent. If that can be proved that you were a dependent, mm-hmm. right, then that will be the issue that the attorneys will have to deal with. Okay. okay? And amongst other things, and um, if, if you check on the requirements, it says um, a person in respect of whom the member is not legally liable to for maintenance. And mm-hmm. if such person is a child of the member, irrespective of age, since you are 28 now. Okay. All right. Yeah, and 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 including the adopted child, uh, child born out of wedlock, and all of that, then you are considered to be a dependent. If you can be able to prove that you have been a dependent to this yes. person, then you oh. qualify to have your portion. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And then. So in that way, what you can do, yes. um, is, um, once you are aware of uh, uh, the attorney that has been appointed to deal with the estate, you can approach the attorney. To say, by the way, my name is, and I've been. This is the situation. Then the attorney will be able to advise as to how they are going to include you in the whole process. All right, thank you so they much, anonymous. To. Yeah, Paul, we really appreciate it. We're going to leave it here, but um, I'm, I'm sure we'll have to uh, ask you again for some time uh, to thank assist you. more of our listeners. Thank you very much, Paul Nefuri is the founder of Nefuri Attorneys and assisting us there with deceased estate issues.